Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights in Tulsa Talent's work of bridging Tulsa talent with tech opportunities and the revolutionary work around the city. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Stan Kropak, the leader of the In Tulsa Visa Network. We talk about pathways to citizenship in the U.S. through the In Tulsa Visa Network, the opportunity for local corporations and businesses to support foreign nationals interested in relocating to Tulsa, and how this program is providing options for folks with existing visa statuses. Stan, it's so good to have you on this episode. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is really, it's really great. I love interviewing colleagues and, and having my colleagues on the podcast. One, because like, we don't have to, I don't know, like, not not that I ever fake rapport with anyone on a podcast, but we do have a rapport of like knowing each other, seeing each other in the office. And I think it translates really well to, into an episode. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great opportunity for us to kind of connect and learn more about each other and uh, explore that common ground even further. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Um, So, Stan, go ahead and uh, tell or grow with us audience uh, your story in whatever way you feel comfortable. Sure. Well, I was born Vyacheslav Vitalievich Kropak in Kiev, Ukraine in the late 80s. And I grew up there in Kiev with my family. Shortly after, as you know, the Soviet Union broke apart mm-hmm. and it was not the, the best place to kind of grow up. Um, you have a lot of inflation, joblessness. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my family and I were looking for uh, other opportunities. Um, so we actually wanted to move to the US. Uh, and we ended up moving to Chicago when I was about six years old. Mm-hmm. My father was a PhD geophysicist, and uh, my mother was a geophysicist as well. Wow, that's what a what a career path. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they went all over the Eurasian continent doing their field work, mm-hmm. uh, and then that's actually where they met was in oh. in uh, the university. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, when we came to Chicago, um, actually on refugee status. Um, from Ukraine. Uh, my father was running a pizza route and <laughs> my mother was working in an ice cream store and cleaning houses mm-hmm. while we were trying to get on our feet. And uh, it took a, about a year for us to kind of get settled. And my father found work in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with a uh, energy company, kind mm-hmm. of finally found that job that like matched his his skill set. Yeah. Uh, my mother retrained to be a computer programmer during that time too. So um, we moved to Texas, and that's kind of uh, where I went to middle school and high school. And then I went to the University of Oklahoma after receiving a scholarship, and that's what initially brought me to the great state of Oklahoma. Yes. We're glad we're glad you're an Okie now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect Texas uh 
on this podcast at all. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So it's quite the journey from from Kiev uh, to uh, the University of Oklahoma. Um, yeah. You know, I, I met my wife there at OU in graduate school. And, uh, you know, we did the Norman thing for about eight years and uh, decided to bust out and yeah. uh, move to Colorado, uh, where I had uh, started my higher education career. And then uh, we decided to move to Tulsa um, and uh, was part of the Tulsa Remote Program that brought me here. So that's a, a summary of my journey from, yeah. from international borders to Tulsa, Oklahoma. No, I love that. I, I like that um, there's multiple stops along the way, different environments. And um, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, our, our paths, if I'm comparing uh, you know, you, you versus me, I haven't left Oklahoma very much. So it's, uh, I'm sure you are enlightened by lots of experiences of other places and, and really drawing that comparative and now Tulsa being your home. I, I think you have a lot of things to, um, that one you probably appreciate about Tulsa because it's different from the, the, those other places, but also, um, you've just had that breadth of experience kind of seeing the United States or seeing different parts of it. And then also just that international experience. And um, although it was limited, um, you know, still, still a very important part of your life and how you, how you see the world. Yeah. I think I have a pretty strong connection to Oklahoma. I, I don't quite know what it is. It, it goes beyond like the connection that my wife's family has to mm -hmm. Oklahoma, even just going to school, um, going out to the, the Wichita mountains and doing, a lot of hiking and backpacking within yeah. Oklahoma uh, really draws me to this land and the people too, of course. Uh, so there's some sort of cosmic connection that I have to Tulsa, to Oklahoma. And I think the journey that I took to get here really kind of helped shape that connection. Yeah. Um, you know, Kiev was the seventh largest city in Europe, I mean, by population larger than, than Paris. So I went from a huge metropolitan yeah. area to uh, uh, to Tulsa. And so reflecting on that, yeah, there's just, yeah, something that really is uh, driving me to, to stay here and to, to form my roots here. I love that. Let's kind of expound on that and kind of talk about, you know, how your relationship with Tulsa has changed over the past couple of years. And um, you know, good or, you can do good or bad. <laughs> well, sure, sure. So for me, my relationship with Tulsa has changed in the sense that where I have lived over the course of the last 15, 20 years, Tulsa has felt most like home ever mm -hmm. since I you know, left the nest to go to college. Yeah, Living in places like Denver, Colorado, uh, I found myself moving every year to find a new apartment, right? Yeah. You're like trying to find the better spot. Uh, so you kind of feel like you are flying through the air a bit, uh, not really grounded as much. And when I came to Tulsa through the, as I mentioned, the Tulsa Remote Program, I, I did feel very welcome here. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just an incredible feeling. Not only welcome in the business side of things, but more so in the community side. And actually, my my mother's family was Jewish and um, I wasn't really able to identify myself as Jewish up until I got to Tulsa, mm -hmm. which now I feel a sense of comfort. And I was actually becoming more and more involved with the Jewish community. For instance, I was invited to 
join the Community Relations Committee for the Jewish Federation of Tulsa, mm-hmm. I was able to start giving back locally. Coming from a place like Ukraine, my mother's side of the family had you know, expressed that in their childhood, they had suffered a lot of discrimination uh, yeah. for being Jewish. And I was always afraid of identifying that way growing up. And when I came to Tulsa, there was a thriving uh, Jewish community. Yeah. And that enabled me to start feeling more comfortable with that side of my heritage. Yeah. And it was just one of the best feelings in the world to uh, be welcomed both professionally, be welcomed in, in the sense that I could be myself and explore every part of myself. Tulsa for me has allowed me to open up and to just be more of myself than I have ever been yeah. uh, in my life. Uh, and so can't really say that that was the same experience in many other places. (laughs) Yeah, I totally understand. Uh, I guess the sense in which I can relate is just like my sexual orientation being something I'm also scared of that I would be persecuted for. It's interesting to think that like how location plays into that, where your expression of identity is the safest. And I, I, I struggle with the idea that it's unsafe for anyone to be I guess for people to not be able to be who they want to be and there's persecution and there's there's segregation and there's all of these different ways that we put people down for just being their own identity. I'm very comforted by the fact that you and I both experience similar things here in Tulsa where, you know, our our identities are flourishing instead of being um, suppressed because that's that's not something that I plan on doing anywhere else that I go. I'm I am not going to live any part of my life, hopefully, where I feel like I'm suppressing my identity because I, I want that to be something that it's something that's so important to me and and defines who I am. And and I I bet you feel the same way. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to spread your wings a bit and just be a part of whatever part of the community you want to be. And I will say one of the things that I do love about Tulsa is that it's challenged my idea of like, what type of city do I want to live in? Yeah. Uh, Because I think a lot of people who are unfamiliar with Tulsa don't really know that there's an amazing nature mm-hmm. around, that there's really kind people here, that there is a lot of creative energy happening here as well. So it was challenging to leave Denver for, mm-hmm. for many reasons, of course, because there's things there that I love, the music, the mountains. Yeah. But in the end, um, this is closer to family. This is closer to the ability to form roots and and be able to feel comfortable being yourself. So yeah. that's really how much of my relationship has, has changed with the city and how I have changed in turn by living here. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think it's an important note for lots of reasons. So now I'm, I'd really like to, to shift kind of into more of uh I guess just how we know each other through work <laughs> and kind of talking more about that. Um, you are, like I mentioned at the top, the lead of the Intulsa Visa Network. It's something that I'm so excited to have discussed on this podcast for so many reasons because I, I feel like it's such a novel thing. I feel like we are part of and the innovation that's that's going on and I, I'm really excited that you're here to share with us about it. So do you mind telling us a little bit about the Intulsa Visa Network? Sure. The Intulsa Visa Network is a brand new initiative that was started up this summer. And it's really a response to 
the economic boom and the technological boom that we're seeing here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we have lots of companies starting up here, and we also have a lot of companies moving to Tulsa to take advantage of this kind of thriving technological environment. Mm-hmm. And it, this catalyst combined with some of the events happening in our world right now really helped launch this program. One of the major events that contributed to launching this program was the uh, Russian invasion of the country of Ukraine. Of course, what we know is that there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of highly skilled engineers, technologists, professionals out there that for one reason or another can't do their work in their country due to instability, injustice, war, mm-hmm. oppression. You, you can continue that list. And a creative solution that we all had was how do we bring international talent to Tulsa to help drive the development of our economy? How do we bring these talented people to give them a new way to change their life, to start a new chapter here? So that the program was really built around identifying the the talent that's abroad that can no longer practice in their own country help facilitate, bring them here and get them placed with incredible companies here in Tulsa. So in order to do that, we came up with a very creative and interesting approach Mm -hmm. uh, by partnering with a a law firm and devising the legal framework in order to bring people from Ukraine and everywhere else across the world and bring them here to Tulsa. So that's really kind of the, the background behind why the program was formed, both elements of economic development and some humanitarian elements as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, no, that was a great that was a great background. And I have so many points that I want to jump into. One just being like, I think that the the main reason why I'm like really passionate and and just want to talk about this program with someone that obviously is really involved with it um, is that I, I find that that economic development piece coupled with obviously the humanitarian piece that you just mentioned is really unique. Yeah, it it feels good and it feels very empowering because prior to this program being launched, I felt a bit, well, I felt quite uneasy. I felt like I wasn't able to do anything about what was happening. You know, my my family were directly impacted, right? So we were on the sidelines. I was on the sideline just watching what was unfolding yeah. with horror. Uh, and this actually gives me some tools to help a few people. Yeah. And it's very exciting to see what other types of populations can we work with. Certainly, we're, we're not limited to Ukraine, but that is a, a strong focus of ours right now because yeah. – it's it's happening. There's right? an impending crisis. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, I think that you're the best person to answer this question as well. You know, and and we've already touched on it just a little bit. But how do you think that this work is new and innovative for the Tulsa-based job market? Yes, this this program is very unique. There, are, from the research that we did, there's not really a lot of programs that are doing exactly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It really has four different elements to it that make it a very unique type of initiative. The first I alluded to briefly was this 
partnership with the law firm, which enables us to create the legal uh, framework to help bring people here and also help them be put on a, uh, ideally a path to permanent residency. We also have in Tulsa's workforce as the second element, mm -hmm. uh, workforce development, where we're actually have these incredible partnerships with businesses in Tulsa uh, we that have agreed to hire foreign talent, right? So we have these businesses who are needing to fill that critical skills gap with highly skilled, talented individuals where there's just not enough in Tulsa. Yeah. So we have that element. We have the relocation element where we're actually helping people get from point A to uh, point Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, I was just say point B has to be Tulsa. <laughs> right. So, you know, we can help them with their airfare and things like that. And then, of course, um, the fourth component is the relocation services. So uh, partnering with an amazing organization such as the American Dream Center here in Tulsa, which already does that amazing work for immigrant populations. Yeah. Everything that you can imagine from um, helping with you know, how do you get a driver's license, right? Where do I go to get groceries. So it's a very holistic approach to relocating foreign talent to Tulsa that both covers kind of the legal side and the kind of bringing the family and holistically integrating them into our community. Yeah, the wraparound services are so important. And I, because I think it's really interesting to think about other programs that either might have tried this or just, I guess, just maybe not even with this type of population, but just how programs are kind of launched. Sometimes they're a little bit misguided in the sense that, you know, we're going to do the thing that benefits us and then the person's going to take care of the rest of it themselves on their own, basically. And this like wraparound services is really like, I think the best way to do and launch a, launch a program successfully because you're committed to this person's integration. And I don't know if integration is the right word, but really just um, their acceptance of uh they're like new reality, I guess, especially for this population that you're working with. Some of these folks have never been to the U.S. And some of these people have no understanding or even context as to why, you know, you need a driver's license and why it needs to look like this or why you have to drive everywhere in Tulsa or just, you know, in the United States. These are just like these cultural barriers, I guess, that, you know, us as Americans probably take it uh, for granted every day. And so it. I, I'm glad that it just doesn't rely on the nuance, I guess, that people will just get it. You know, people won't just get it. You have to help them. So right. I, I really commend you guys for making sure that's a part of the program. Yeah, it's interesting. We actually just picked up our very first person this past Friday, a Ukrainian national. So as you can imagine, we started this program this summer. That's mm -hmm. now October. And we just finally got our first person here. We have a pipeline of people coming um, but just picking up that person from the airport really gave me a sense of pride, gave me a lot of confidence that what we have been working for has actually come to fruition. Yeah, And it just gave me so much joy. And the person that we brought has been through a lot, right? And, and everyone here is going to have a very unique and interesting story about what, what caused them to leave, right? Because... People want stability. People want to live where they, uh, perhaps where they have lived their whole lives. They want to continue doing their work. So learning these stories and being a part of that move from a foreign country to the U.S. and doing so in a, in a way that enables them to continue to do their great work and 
join a a wonderful company that's really uh, it was really a warm feeling oh i bet no i that's it warms me up right now <laughs> like just because it's uh, there's so many things i think also just like their first experience of the united states being tulsa is really interesting too you know <laughs> i like to think that we're gonna create an experience that's really unique and probably different than they would it's it might be different than the uh, the welcomes they would receive in different pl- parts of the country. So yeah, you know what I'm hearing is a lot of people are interested in this program because when they do research on Tulsa, they see it's kind of a mid-sized city, mm-hmm. and that's something that they're used to, right? Yeah. Maybe they too come from a mid-sized city. Maybe they too come from a place that's booming and and developing. Um, maybe they want to choose that over in New York or in LA yeah. because it feels more familiar with, with with what they want. So that's been kind of interesting as to when I uh, ask people, what research have you done? And then then they just open up about yeah. why. They've done research, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a, that's a great point because really you want to do everything in your power to make sure you understand the context of the city that you're going to. But I think it's different when you meet the people. It's different when you're here living and driving in the, on the streets. I think something also a part of this that's really great is that we have this community that is going to welcome them. And I'm excited to to meet this person that we brought. And then, and then the, more, the people that we bring after that fact, um, because I think that they're going to be so additive to this space. I, I, I know that that's something that we want to guide them to, but I feel like they're going to f- feel a calling or like a... I don't know. I don't want to put too much pressure on them to do this. It's just like, I hope that we're creating the space for them to, I guess, like grieve a little bit, like this huge move that they had to make kind of against their will. I, I want Tulsa to be like that comforting place and, and a place that they can call home as soon as they feel comfortable. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what are some of the patterns that we pick up from from people coming here. Um, is it is it all opportunity based or is it all... Um, based on wanting to give back. So I'm very excited to see how these people add to our community. For me, one of the things that has really been uh, apparent is the people I've been speaking to have already made a decision to come to the US, right? Mm-hmm. We're just giving them this this opportunity to, to be here in Tulsa and um, create something very unique. One more point that I'll talk about as if I know what I'm talking about, but not really, is our visa, like the whole visa process, I think is just this huge beast. I mean, um, just being an undergrad and, and knowing a lot of folks that were here internationally and uh, and what that meant for their their statuses, that means that they are only here for the time that they're enrolled in school. And when you're not enrolled in school, uh, like basically go back is is how that system works. And so I, I don't know, it, it was just such a jarring thing, obviously for them to be so uh, excited about the opportunity to be in the U.S. and to study here. But really <laughs> the only thing tied, tying them here was that university experience. And what if they didn't want to, to leave? Like I, it was just so bizarre to me that that's how strict we are when it comes to immigration policy. I don't know that maybe now maybe now we're getting into the politics of it, but I just find it really fascinating how people had to navigate those situations. And I think that um, it's great to have a partner. Yeah, gosh, I've had a crash course in immigration policy uh, over the last uh, four, five, six months. Um, yeah. Of course, our, our partner law firm, Quarles and Brady, 
have been the, the legal experts uh, in, in guiding the way that we should approach uh, this program, of course, in coordination with, uh, with us. And it is really fascinating. Being an immigrant myself, I was quite young, so mm-hmm. I didn't really quite grasp yeah, how you, difficult it was. Yeah, to you weren't like a, holding right. your passport to everyone <laughs> or showing anyone whatever you whatever documentation you had. You were a child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I came here with a backpack. That's all I knew. Yeah, and uh, now, but really, just kind of hearing about you know people trying to um, come to the U.S. How difficult that truly is. How much expertise and guidance is really required to mm-hmm. do it effectively and correctly. It's been a, a very interesting journey and I'm learning more and more every day, becoming, <laughs> getting on all the newsletters, mm-hmm. uh, finding out what's going on with uh, immigration policy because it's really going to help uh, drive the, the future iterations of the visa network that we have in Tulsa. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're excited to, to learn more and open up new pathways for people. So yeah, it is challenging and um, we're here to kind of navigate those waters. I love it. Um, let's talk a little bit, or I guess I'll ask you a little bit, how does this program currently serve underrepresented populations? Well, certainly, as we've covered, uh, we are working with the um, Ukrainian population now who have um, made a decision to come to the US. The current presidential administration has allowed up to 100,000 uh, Ukrainian people to come to the US. So we're hoping to identify highly skilled uh, Ukrainian people who are wanting to come to the U.S. through that program and help them land a job and, and put them on a, a pathway to to permanency through that job. So, of course, that is one of the pathways that we're working on right now. Uh, we also have the ability to work with existing H-1B holders, and, and these are highly skilled individuals who are already in the U.S., the, the H-1B allows them to be here for a limited amount of time, but we can actually, um, through the right pathway, put them on a pathway to residency and permanency. And uh, for a lot of people who um, have no other option but to leave uh, up until maybe working with us, this mm-hmm. gives them the ability to stay. So, I mean, imagine living in a place for five or six years. Um, making all your connections, growing your career, but then you, you you have to go back. And some people would want to go back and some people might want to continue their careers here in the US and continue contributing to our, our businesses and, and companies. Mm-hmm. So we also give the people with an H-1B the ability to potentially change jobs too. So if you're stuck in a, in a job that your legal residency is tied to, yeah. but you don't like where you work, there are people in that situation too. So we can help them cha- change their careers if it's temporary or, or permanent perhaps. Yeah. And H-1B holders, uh, there are many, many of them uh, in the US from all over the world. And so when you have an H-1B holder who is here in the US, something might happen in their country that would make it difficult to go back. Instability, war, um, oppression, changes of regimes. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, we could potentially provide the ability for someone to change their life um, in that way as well. Yeah. No, that's huge. I, I, I mean... the, yeah, this is this is so interesting and, and such an awesome pathway for people, especially that you know might feel it seems like citizenship and you know national origin and this, these conversations are always speaking in permanent terms. And I, I love that 
what we are trying to provide and what you, and what Stan and his team are really working on is just that the the provision of an option. It, it doesn't need to be, or I'm I'm glad that it, we're changing that perception a little bit. That you know, if you're on this path, this path only leads one way. I think the optionality is really something that maybe this generation of people or just how human nature is kind of evolving is to have options because I, I don't know it, it feels like that's it feels like that's the way that we should we should have options I, I don't like the idea that everyone has to do so something that's either inside their um, their fate or you know that choice is made from someone else so that's a huge that's a huge additive to the human experience I guess is just providing more options so that's it's awesome yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, as, as things change, right, we're, we're really beholden to U.S. immigration policy, of course, yes. right? So whenever new pathways open up, um, it's worth exploring. For instance, um, there are new programs being rolled out all the time based on what's happening. Um, right. And so the, the current administration, the current climate will, will dictate what we're able to do. But I want to be creative, I want to explore what we can do and bring people who want to contribute uh, to society to Tulsa yeah. so we can build a super diverse, super welcoming community in which people feel integrated and welcome. And I, and I know that our municipal government supports this. I know that our local corporations support this. So it's just a matter of finding really interesting ways to to help people in need to give back to our community and society. Yeah, and, that, and that's a great, uh, I, I really appreciate you laying that out in that way because I think it's also going to ground us in this discussion about, you know, how can this network expand? Obviously, like you mentioned, you're beholden to federal and federal immigration policy, but it's it seems like you guys are really devoted to being innovative and eat with that as it changes. So how how do you see your your team kind of expanding this network? Well, yeah, it's it's all about being aware of what's going on. It's it's being aware of policy changes. It's being aware of where can we be creative, where can we leverage our ability to work with local partners work with national and international partners to really create those pathways and, and be pathfinders because this is really unique and it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to create something very special yeah. and knowing what it feels like to be an immigrant gives me that kind of unique perspective that i think people want to be a part of something, right? If they if they can no longer um, practice where they want to practice, if they ran out of opportunities where they live, but they're mm -hmm. super talented, right? Why not explore ways to get them here through formal channels that that our government allows? Yeah. Uh, so I think creativity and awareness are going to be two big factors there. I think I love what you just said, mostly because it, there really is the only way to be creative is in this network and with these limitations is to just continue to push the envelope and continue to be there for people, continue to hear what people need, respond to those needs, work within your parameters. I mean, I, I think that's the only way forward that, you know, you can't say we're going to we're going to do this and, and destroy this system or whatever, because that's just not how you can actually serve the people. You're going to actually serve the people by 
listening, doing your research, knowing what's going on, uh, and then responding. I really think that that's the main thing. And one of the reasons why I love that even the genesis of this program was a response to something. So just continuing to to be plugged into current events, national affairs, international affairs, and then um, responding to that need is the best way that I, I think that this program is going to grow. That's exactly how I feel. And what I'll also say is for Tulsa businesses, the ability to hire highly skilled foreign talent will only make that business stronger mm-hmm. because it creates a diversity of thought. It brings in different perspectives on business Yeah, that in a competitive marketplace, having foreign talent on, on your team is only going to strengthen you, right? So if we're looking at a workforce that's homogenized, mm-hmm. right, that's going to be less competitive than a workforce that has a diversity of thought. So for Tulsa businesses looking to hire foreign talent, I think it'll only make them stronger. And I think regionally it'll make us stand out. Yeah. In in this part of the country. 100%. Stan, this has been amazing. I really appreciate this conversation, your your radical candor and all of the amazing pieces of information that we've got from this. Go ahead and tell anyone that's listening ways that they can get involved, uh, you know, apply if this is applicable to their certain if to their citizenship status or just ways that they could interact with the Intulsa Visa Network. Of course. So the best thing to do would go would be to go to uh, intulsa.com and look for the visa network there. People can apply directly. Certainly, if you are a Ukrainian national and are, have strong skill set, want to come check out Tulsa or talk to us about coming to Tulsa, you can apply. If you have an existing H-1B, you're living somewhere outside of Tulsa and want to come here to continue your work or find a new job, you can uh, apply as well. And if you are a Tulsa business who has international talent abroad, we can help bring uh, your talent here. So um, in Tulsa.com, look for the uh, Visa Network there. And of course, I'm always open to have a conversation with any individual or business leader who is interested in these services. And that would be my recommendation. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being on this episode. Thank you, Evan. For our listeners of Grow With Us looking for new opportunities, please join our talent network. To stay in touch with our featured jobs and opportunities at Intulsa, visit talent.intulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. By joining our talent network, you will get access to our newsletter where you can stay up to date with our latest career advice, featured opportunities with Intulsa partner companies, and our placement success stories. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. Huge thank you to our editors at Rant9 Production and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us. Yeah.